A spot for the love letters from long ago? A slipcase for the alter ego waiting out there in the wings? Oh, the mind is wandering, plotting its escape, out the frosted window and away. And who was it anyway, invented the cool side of the pillow? He moves his toes a little in the sheets, rubs them together slowly, lets the warmth crawl up through him. He has never understood the heating systems in New York. All these underground steam pipes and oil trucks and board meetings about boilers and Nobel-winning engineers and smarty-pants architects and global heating specialists, a veritable brain trust, geniuses every one, and still all you get is a terrible clack, clack, clack in the morning. Dante in the basement trying to prime the pipes. Good God, you'd think that in the 21st century they'd be able to solve the mystery of the fucking heating. Excuse my French, my Polish, my Lithuanian, but no, they can't, they won't, never have, possibly never will. They don't turn the boiler on until five in the morning unless it's eastern Siberia outside. The building's superintendent is a chess master, hails from Sarajevo, once played against Spassky, boasts about his brain capacity, says he's a member of Mensa, but even he can't get the goddamn heating going. He grabs the blackberry, keys it alive, twenty-two minutes still before the pipes kick on properly. He is tempted to break his ritual, do an early check of the news and his email, but he slides the blackberry back into his pajama pocket. I was born in the middle of my first jury argument, and I came out onto Court Street with a spring in my step. Not quite true. There was never much a spring in my step, even in those days, always lagging a pace behind, not quite Joe DiMaggio or Jesse Owens or Wilt Chamberlain or anyone else for that matter. The spring was kept coiled instead in the language, the intonation, the shape of his words. He sometimes stayed up all night at the mahogany desk, crafting lines. He had wanted, when younger, to be a writer. The Fountain of Helicon. I was born in the middle of my first contradiction. Great arguments had nothing to do with substance. It was all about style. The right word at the right time. All fools know that a touch of fancy language can make any stupidity shine. In court, he would study the jury's faces to see what fine words he might slip in under their skin. The grace of a narrator and the shape of a snake, said a colleague once, or was it the shape of a narrator and the grace of a snake? A compliment, anyway. Even a snake has its sibilant slither. Eileen loved reading his judgments, especially in the later years, after he was promoted to the King's County Supreme Court, when one newspaper or the other was always out to get him. The Village Voice, the New York Times, that chip-choppity New Amsterdam rag, what was it called? Not the Brooklyn Eagle, that's dead long ago. They cartooned him once as a praying mantis. He hated the face they gave him, the pouchy cheeks, the spectacles perched on his nose, the little round sling of belly as he chomped away on another praying mantis. Fools, they got it wrong. Only the female eats the male, after a bout of love. Still and all, it was hardly complimentary. And why was it that they always portrayed judges as portly mountains of flesh?
He was always as skinny as they came, a beanpole, a scarecrow, more fat, said Eileen, on a butcher's knife. But the cartoonists and even the courtroom artists insisted on giving him a bit of a jowl or a touch of paunch. It annoyed Eileen no end. She even started cutting back on the calories until he could hardly see himself sideways in the mirror. He used to think that the great grace of old age would be the giving up of vanity, but it is apparent even more these days the sag of skin, the wrinkles, the eyes surprised by the sight of himself. He caught a glimpse in the mirror the other day, and how in tarnation did I acquire the face of my father's father? The years don't so much arrive, they gate-crash. They breeze through the door and leave their devastation, all the empty crockery, the broken veins, sunken eye-pools, aching gums. But who is he to complain? He's had plenty of years to get used to it. He was hardly a handsome...